It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. Hey, everybody. I am Kathy Armias. And I am Mark Williams. Welcome to It's About to Go Down, a breeding ground for idea conversations. And I use that term intentionally because we are honored to be joined today by Mr. Dan Strum. And Dan, you, you know it's a good idea when people start taking your idea and telling other people about it. And that's what I have done with your idea around the Fight Club. And for anybody who's watching, if you've got images of Brad Pitt in your mind, take Brad Pitt, please take Brad Pitt out of your mind, put Dan Strum in your head, because he's about to blow your mind with an idea that he has about a breeding ground for ideas and, and learning and community. And I'm gonna shut up because only the man himself can really explain his idea, why he's the one to share it. and what we can do with this idea. So Dan, welcome to It's About to Go Down. Tell us about the Fart Club and all of the marvelous ideas that are going on in your head. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. You know, I've been watching It's About to Go Down. I've been watching your episodes and I love what you're doing in cultivating conversations about communications and developing ideas. I think it's super valuable and super important. And I'm thrilled that um, you've invited me to be part of this conversation. Um, the idea of Fight Club didn't come from the movie for me. I was working in a um, cybersecurity company and um, a bunch of people came together for this meeting. All these people from different sub-disciplines of cybersecurity. And one person said, here's an IP address that was associated with fraud. Another guy said, I see this IP address associated with um, this social media account. Another said, I see this social media account associated with other crime and these other IP addresses. And together, these people came together and at the end of the day, they not only had an IP address of fraud, but they had five other IP addresses, 10 other crimes, three social media accounts, a real name, a real address. They, they built a dossier based on this one tiny piece of information this mm. guy came to the table about. It was an exciting meeting where everybody came together and just nobody really worked very hard. They just came together and that came out of the hopper. When I was working on public speaking, I had a germ of an idea that I wanted to talk about, but I was hung up. Like, maybe this idea isn't so good, or maybe the story won't go over, or maybe my explanation isn't clear. I had so many doubts that I put off giving the speech meeting after meeting after Toastmasters meeting after Toastmasters meeting. And I realized that what I need is a fight club. I don't need people to 
rate my speech for me, but I need them to respond. I need them to react. I need them to be in the room so that when I say, is this a good idea? People will say yes or, or no, or maybe try this. Mm. And all the feedback together would get me going. In my Toastmasters club, I created a series of fight clubs to help people develop their public speaking. And they've been remarkable. They've taken people who are stagnant, isolated in their speech development and putting them together with the community at a time when it can really stimulate them and get them running forward and across the finish line. Hmm. Dan, you know what I love about this is like, this is a Toastmasters, you know, you go to Toastmasters, you give a speech, somebody gives you feedback on the speech. This is like pre-speech feedback. This is like, I I love that because we don't, you know, people at Toastmasters don't usually, that's not a normal thing, which is why it's so cool. And I could see why it kind of caught fire it is like, you're almost, you're almost kind of doing what a marketing agency might do, which a marketing agency will sometimes do what they would call like AB testing. And they're like, oh, hey, what if we run a campaign like this? We think this will be a good campaign. Or we think this also might be a good campaign, two totally different messages, which one are gonna, people going to respond to before we spend millions of dollars um, running this campaign. And so that is super unique. I love that. I just have a quick question for you though. So going back to the cybersecurity, because that's very fascinating to understand that a bunch of people are in this room and you start piecing together things that not everybody could see. Did, was it, did you originally, did somebody name it Fight Club then? Is that where the name came from? Yeah, that, that's where the name came from. And, you know, I'm, I'm leery about talking about cybersecurity because in many ways that's so much more interesting <laughs> than public speaking. <laughs> yeah. But that's where I heard the name from. And yeah. um, I, I like the rambunctious energy that that brings. I, I think the name is problematic. I think it doesn't resonate like as a sales tool. But um, for people who've participated in, in the meetings, it definitely um, has energy. So I'm not sure what to do with it. But um, Kathy, to your point, back during the height of COVID when we were meeting only online, I had formulated a fight club to work through some material. I started working through it and a fellow club member, um, Joe, interrupted me and said, hey, Dan, why don't you stand up when you deliver this? Joe, Joe is, um, he's a director. He works in the performing arts. He has this visual and expressive vocabulary that's built into how he is. I was just going to kind of like look at my notes on screen and sure, I tried to deliver it with some energy, but he's like, no, stand up and move. It transformed everything, my, my tone, my energy, my content. And, and this was not after the one and done delivery was done. This wasn't at my Toastmasters meeting where I get the feedback saying, yeah, maybe next time stand. This is like, dude, stop right there, stand up and then keep mm. going. So, um, like live, live feed, like kind of live in the moment feedback more. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. it's in, it, it, so Mark, I'm just curious, you know, I know one of the conversations that we had when we talked about Fight Club and we were talking to Dan about being on the show 
as soon as you told me fight club i mean of course i thought of brad pitt i'm thinking or i'm thinking of dogs and like you know i'm thinking of all these things that could be um related to the fight club but in this case of like it really it's kind of like on the fly creative feedback that doesn't wait it's not even so dan you just cleared something up for me too it was like right you could also be delivering something right smack in the middle of it somebody will be ah stop 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 you should stand up right so it's kind of like it's almost like you're it's almost like you're rehearsing for a theater production that's about to open and you're just doing whatever it takes to you're kind of doing every all the little components that it takes to be kind of stage ready is that is that sound yeah. about right dan um, there are there are two favors of fight club one is where you stand up and give the five, a five to seven minute speech or you mm -hmm. know I, I think we did four to six minutes um which is pretty much non-interrupted but getting a slew of feedback back afterwards mm, okay. the other flavor is where it's like hey guys i have this idea that i'm working on you know let's let me talk it through the mm. example I gave was from the, the other flavor. Right, um, right. This came from um, my my own inability um, as a public speaker to sit down at home and to create content. You know, I, I, I needed the stimulation of other people. Um, giving me the feedback, giving me feedback so I could take things further. Um, and as I did so, I realized that I could formalize the process because it's not just me who needs feedback. Um, when you think about it, the art of writing is different from the art of public speaking. The, the art of saying, hello, Mark and Kathy is different than me saying, Hello, Mark and Kathy on paper. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's a different communication. And I personally felt the need to engage with the people directly. And I, I, and I recognize that um, it might be something that I could formalize that other people can do as well. All right, let me, let me say this. First of all, I had the privilege of experiencing Fight Club mm in the fight, right? In the yeah. fight. In the flash in the fight. Dan, <laughs> yeah, I heard Dan talk so much about it. And then I had the opportunity to walk into a room, Dan, I think it was with four other people, I'll say five counting you. Four other people I did not know. And we sat around this table in this small room and Dan introduced the whole history behind it. And then he gave us the basics. And there were three basics that I think are really, really important when putting something together, right? And those basics were only talk about what you know, mm, okay. follow the structure of a beginning, a middle, and an end. And Kathy, you'll love this one. Remember, stories are such an essential part. So think mm. about the story you could tell and how you can start off with it or refer to it at the end. Those three basics, have been so instrumental. I got to tell you, Dan, that I've used them in some of my coaching mm -hmm. sessions, of course, always giving you the nod. Um, and, and then from there, Dan gave us these three prompts, all about advice. 
on this particular occasion. And they were three different prompts all on the same subject and we could choose our own. And then we had about five minutes to ruminate, to think about our response and just pen and paper, pencil and pad, and just jot it down and then get up and actually pre present it. I wanna tell you, Dan, that this past summer, when I competed for the World Championship of Public Speaking, I was in front of a group and I had this idea. Thanks, Kathy. Kathy always sparks great ideas for me. And it was this whole idea about love. And I had not put this speech together, but I went in front of this group of Toastmasters mm. and I didn't deliver the speech. I talked them through the idea. Mm. Ultimately, Fight Club, right? Yeah. And when it was done, what they ultimately said, and I really want you to think about this, is we should do this more often. We should have people come to our club and talk through the idea. See, public speaking is often this solo sport. You prepare yeah. on your own, you yeah. practice on your own, you deliver on your own. But this idea of making it a community effort in a lab, Kathy yeah. said AV testing, and I was thinking, it's like in the lab, yeah. it's like in the yeah. studio, everybody's around and they're just feeding into it way before the time to deliver. I think this is a very um, transformational idea because it I, takes you out of the solitude. I remember, Mark, the night that you were going to go deliver because you and I had a phone conversation. I remember how critical this was, Dan. Uh, Mark said we were, Mark and I were tossing up this idea of what his final speech might be. And we're like, oh, it should be about love. And I remember, Mark, you, I remember specifically you said, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to give the other old one. I'm going to give it now because I don't have this one formulated. And I think I said, why don't you just spend your time asking them what they think of the idea? <laughs> Basically doing what we do in our show. But I, but I remember that when you left there, people were blowing you up with like, oh, like, like if they thought it was a good idea or they thought it was a bad idea or what you could say to it or yeah. I, so Dan, it's such a good idea. I have, just because I'm a market, a marketer, I have an idea. So mm -hmm. the name thing's bothering me a little bit, but I'm just going to, I'm going to throw something out there. I, I have a story behind it and I'll tell you the little story, but I think it would be fun if we all kind of through this conversation, just kept brainstorming what it could be, but I'll throw one out that might get our creative juices going. Um, a long time ago, I was part of this group of a bunch of marketers and we were going to have a conference and we were going to have, um, we were going to have six people from different parts of marketing, um, deliver basically a, a big, you know, keynote all in one room, everybody in one room. And we were touting that each person would teach you three lessons. And so we named we named the little mini creative conference 18 lessons. Like mm -hmm. you were going to walk away and you were going to have 18 lessons. We're guaranteeing you, we're telling you that each person is going to build their presentation so that you can walk away with three lessons in each and all. And it was cool because everybody had a different discipline, right? Everybody was doing a different thing. Um, what if, and then my mind started, I don't know, I remembered that. I mean, and that, that was like, and we only ran it once. It was super successful, but it was like 10 years ago. What if it was like, so I started writing down seven's my favorite number. So I wrote seven minds. And then I was like, but 10's the perfect number. I wrote 10 minds. And then you said there were four people in the room, Mark. And I said, four minds. It doesn't really matter. Cause it, and then I was like, what if it's like the four minds club, you know, 
And then there's this really good story on it because, or the four minds lab, because I like that mm -hmm. word that you said, Mark, what if it's just, it's indicative and it makes people think, Hey, you know, you, we always hear this two mind, and you maybe even name it two because people many times say two minds are better than one. And so maybe you call it the two minds club, which basically means the two minds could be one is the person that's going to do it. And the whole other mind is however many people are in the room. It's the kind of the group consciousness. And so maybe that fills out why there's two minds. I just talked myself into that one, by the way. Okay. So <laughs> as I was talking, I was like, no, two minds is good. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think? I, I like the word lab. I um, there, There's something about Fight Club, about the, um, you know, I, I went back to watch videos like on, on YouTube to see um, what the movie was about. And you know, a bunch of people who are just like positively engaged. I mean, like, it, it's it's not like um, there's no suffering in the movie. It's like it's, it's like positive piled on. Um, I thought of things like boot camp, but that but boot camp is suffering, and boot camp who, nobody wants to be in boot camp. Um, I thought of in rugby. There's something called a scrum where like when the ball's about yeah. to start and they all kind of like, um, all the people kind of lock arms and move together as one organism, which is you know, kind of exciting and fun, but it's not a beautiful word. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a couple other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but I, I I like, well, it kind of sounds like my last name, but that's still, it's still yeah. an ugly adaptation of it. Um, but I like, what I like about your idea is like maybe maybe doesn't have to have the word speech in it. Maybe maybe I could move away from that. I do want to. Um, I I see my future as being able to work with um, young professionals or mid-level professionals, um, companies that want to cultivate their next generation of leaders. So, so um, I'm trying to figure out maybe a name, maybe a message that will get me to work with these people. I, I, I feel like, um, well, well, you know, you, you know, you work with people regardless of what is in somebody's head, what abilities they have, communicating those abilities are essential for them to, to achieve more than they can as individuals. You know, if they want to influence people, they want to work in teams, they want to inspire other people, they need to communicate. And I see this as a workshop that can help companies mm -hmm. develop that level, next level of leadership. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I can, I can see the huge benefit from Dan. I'm going to put in my marketing hat for one second, Mark. And then I want to hear, because I want to hear what you're thinking, but okay. I will, I, I do want to preface something because you just said something that I think a lot of people when they're first trying to come up with a name. And if you've ever been part of a naming convention for any product or service or anything like that, you know, it's hard and your brain goes to so many places. Even when Mark and I were trying, we have a funny story about how we're trying to like come up with a name for this web show. And we're like thinking about all the technical, like, should it have speaking, should it have storytelling in it? And then we went 
went back to a saying that we always said to each other. And we were like, this is, this fits the story. I will tell you a name is just a name until you put a story behind it. Nike doesn't mean anything until you put a story behind it, until you build that as a brand. And some names are so boring. Some people try to do the technical thing and like make it sound very technical. Now people understand exactly what it is. And and then they don't have a really good brand behind it. And then that's like, well, you named it technically and then you were lazy on telling the story behind it. So we should think, we should keep your mind open for everything. The reason I think Fight Club evokes a lot of emotion, when you hear the word fight, there's obviously words that we hear as humans and we hear the word, we immediately have a, a picture in our head of what that could be. Mm-hmm. And so we picture something that's very highly emotive. And then our brain is also confused, like, what the hell? What's Fight Club for speaking or <laughs> for leadership? Anyway, Mark, I, I just wanted to say all that, that like really the story behind it all becomes the bigger, I think that's the most important piece. You come up with a, a name, but you have a really, you have the really good story behind it. I I love that point. And, and what it makes me think of is the story <laughs> that Dan told earlier um, almost becomes a story behind it. And yet it's the story that leads to a word fight club that doesn't quite fit this. And it makes me wonder, Dan, when you first introduced this concept at a Toastmasters club of all places, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm just curious about what was the story behind that introduction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and, and what were some of the responses that you got? Because I think that might open up some more options because it's another part of the story. Right. So, so, so um, there, there's always been some friction and I, I have some other names I've been toying with, but um, they're still not, not right. I, I, I think the name Fight Club is going to go the way of all things at some point sooner rather than later, but I, I'm, I'm still like um, fishing for the right one. When I introduced the concept, um, people thought the name was interesting. A couple people were turned off, but I had built a reputation in the club. I, I was um, a very good evaluator. Um, very, you know, I, I tried to be insightful, attentive. Um, people were confident that I would give, that it would make it worthwhile. Mm. And we came into the meeting, I conducted the meeting, you know, I parsed the time between participants, made sure everybody got their time to speak, to get the proper feedback from everyone. Like, the name wasn't the driving force. Like the, the mm. whole meeting as a whole had the proper energy and the proper engagement. People were fully engaged in reaching the results that they were there to, to reach. Yeah. So so um so I don't think that the um to your point, I don't think the name has ever been a selling point. It just hasn't been something that I found better. Um, you know, I, I like being a little bit irreverent. I, I like being a little bit snarky. And yeah. um, 
I haven't found something that brings that to the table yet. Yeah. The craft lab, I was thinking, the something lab. I, Mark, I'm curious if you have any ideas in that space. I like the lab thing. I think it's really cool because that, that descriptor makes it really easy to understand mm -hmm. that you're bringing it to a lab. All right. Yeah, so I think that's a good word. Kathy, you are the marketing genius. How dare you challenge me to come up with some names? I'm like putting this, putting you on the spot. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> I'm laughing at myself, but this is a, as they call it, a safe space. So yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw out these 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 names, right? Yeah. I'm stream of consciousness. The first yes. thing I wrote down was spark plug. I don't know where I got spark plug from. <laughs> don't go with that. Don't go with that. I don't think so. Um, then like you, you said something about four minds. So I wrote down three basics because I was thinking about the basics. Yeah. Um, then I wrote down four minds lab, but there's something about three syllables that's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Um, I wrote down group speak, but I like the idea of taking the word speak out of there, but group speak stood out to me. Um, Dan, I know you don't like strum lab, but I did write down strum lab. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just drum. Um, I know, I, thought, I like that too. Right? I, yeah. I wrote down Storm Lab because I think I was thinking of mm. brainstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because right? there's a lot of brainstorming going on in the lab. I wrote down Brain Lab. I wrote down The Lab. And the last thing I wrote down was Insight um, because I heard you say that word. Mm -hmm. um, and that really resonated with me. And, and I think there could possibly be some play on the word insight. I just don't know what the play would be. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's a stimulating vocabulary list or name. name it list. is. Um, How dare you not call yourself a creative, Mark? Are you crazy? That's <laughs> That was awesome. I asked you for one and you're like, hold on. Da, 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 da. I got a bunch. I keep hanging around you. That's why. <laughs> I, Dan, I love this. You know, the one that really struck me out of all of those. I love the storm lab. Mm -hmm. And it does have that edginess to it, Dan, like the storm lab. But it, mm -hmm. instead of saying brainstorm, because that becomes kind of a cliche overused. But then storm has also this thing of like, in a storm, everything's kind of just moving. And, you know, I think that's why it was originally called a brainstorm mm. there's a lot mm. of different moving pieces and stuff anyway one those are ones i liked but i do you know you know not that we're making our whole this whole conversation be about that because i i would love to start chatting with you dan about how you could how mark and i think you could really utilize this and bring it to people so the name is very important but it's also something that as you build it you can figure out what it's what you're going to call it, you know, maybe something really resonates with you at some point and you're like, that's it. That's the one. So I don't know if I would get too stuck on it. I would just keep your mind open, but I do love, I do love having the story of where it all started and just saying, Hey, it was really cool. And when I was in cybersecurity, a bunch of people used to get in the room and one little piece of information was never the whole story. And that one little piece of information couldn't do anything without the other pieces. But once we put all the pieces together, whoa. And like, that's the big story. That's the story of like, 
we all hold all these pieces, but man, when you get all these people together in a room, you get somebody that's good at production, you know, this guy that you were talking about and like tells you one little thing, stand up and you're like, <laughs> everything changes. One little micro twist of something changes it. So I, there's this, there's this reckoning of all these people coming together to create it. So, and yeah. Yeah, you should um, you should definitely come to a fight club. I think it might be transformative. Um, Mark, you mentioned that there were three elements that you keyed into. Um, I just want to kind of fill you in on the backstory of those. Um, so I was president of my Toastmasters club, and I thought that um, I should be able to fill any role that came up because there were, there were always last minute changes always some chaos. And it's like, anything that comes up, I'll do. Anything that is except for being the speaker. Because I, I was afraid that I'd give a speech that would be terrible. You know, I, I, I was fully confident that I could stand up and give a five to seven minute speech. But would I really want to subject people to that? One member of our club always chides new speakers saying, don't end your speech with thank you. Your audience should be thanking you. And I thought, what would it take to give a five to seven minute extemporaneous speech that was thank worthy? That was the um, seed for the first fight club of this flavor, the, the extemporaneous speech fight club. The first, that fight club was delightful it was energetic, but it was chaotic. And it was at that meeting where in the discussion that followed, we came up with those principles. Speak about something that you know, mm. tell a story. If you have no other major organizing principle, start some point conclusion. Mm. So just, just from the experience of having a fight club, something for me as something that I needed in order to be able to deliver a speech, we created a framework where other people could also deliver effective speeches. And then from subsequent fight clubs, we draw other lessons and other tips that can help us. At the fight club that you attended, Mark, um, somebody cited some research and we said, okay, citing expertise that gives you a credibility that makes it seem that you're even more prepared than you are somebody brought in elements from other species that they gave in the past. It's like, that's great. Use elements that you've used in the past. So there are all of these elements that can come together, not just the three principles that emerged from the fight club number one, but every time you do this, everyone in the room can distill some wisdom which can inform their future speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I think I gotta tell you, I suddenly have this image of this space mm -hmm. where there are different rooms, mm. labs, will you? Yeah. And when our company is mulling over, whether it be a vision statement, a mission statement, a pitch, a presentation, something that we're cooking up that we want to be able to present, but it's too hard for us to kind of like think of something on our own. Mm. 
going to this space, this this lab, mm -hmm. this storm lab, for lack of a better term, yeah. where like you're hosting these things, and people are in there like just they're mulling it out until they till they come out with something. Um, I just I just see that space, and and I say that because way beyond Toastmasters, and I said this to you after I left this the Fight Club. I I think that this has so much value way beyond a Toastmasters club. I think there are so many institutions, groups, companies, startups that um, are all afraid, to use your language, are all afraid of delivering a terrible speech or a terrible pitch or a terrible presentation. Mm -hmm. And they need to put their, uh oh, watch this, their four pieces together. I just snuck yeah. that one in. I just snuck another one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's funny, Dan. I, I was just having a conversation with somebody today that's about to launch the, a, a company um, in kind of the consulting coaching space. And I the thing I was telling her today was like, I was like, you have to have a hook, meaning, yes, you do something that a lot of other people do, but in order for people to buy buy what you're doing, there's there has to be a hook. And if you think about Fight Club or Storm Lab or whatever it ends up being, you know, Two Minds <laughs> Club, whatever, <laughs> it's it's the it's like the Chinese say it's same same but different. There, it's you're doing the same thing. There's creative companies out there that already do this. They come in and they run formal, they run formal brainstorming. They have a whole system on on how they do it. So it it's already it's not that it it's not that it's not being done, but it's like you've taken your own great spin on it. You've added some three principles to it, which I love, and you made it your own. And that's why I do think the name is important. I do think that, you know, you have really strong outcomes with these, you know, you're like, Hey, we're going to come in. And there's like two ways you can do it. The one way is you can come in and we can work on all the components, which I think is unique. I think that one's very unique, especially in the speaking world or the, you know, like Toastmasters world, of course. And then there's the other way where it's like, no, you can come in completely and do a full, you can have one that you've already done that maybe you already brought to the first part of the lab or the other part of the lab. And now you're on the other part. Um, but I think, you know, I think Dan, what, you name it, you give it a backstory. Uh, you go to companies and you say, I can run this. And this is like, you know, that to me, that becomes the most, that's the attraction factor. Bar yeah. none. It's not that it's not that nobody else is doing it, but if you just say, Oh, I can do this really cool thing where I bring people together. That doesn't sound cool. Doesn't sound like anything. You know, Kathy, I'm glad that you said that because Dan shared that one of the things that he'd really love to figure out is how do you present this idea? And, and that sticks with me because Dan, you and I talked about Fight Club for a while before I actually got to go to one. And, but it wasn't until I got there that I really got it. And then I really got the value of it. But you're not always going to have that opportunity for people to experience it, to understand its value. And so I'm curious, Kathy, because now you're the one person, the, the, the one odd person out 
who you've heard about. I'm it. always the odd person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard of it, but I haven't been to it. I haven't. You haven't been to it, yeah. right? And yeah. so that's. I'm so curious about how taking what you've heard so far. How might you explain what this idea is? Well, the way I kind of described it before, like just before when I was saying, because in my mind, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, we all have the little components to it. And when we come back together, we see it in a bigger picture. But that's a gift you give any one person. If I say, for instance, if I'm going by your kind of basic foundations, Dan, and I say, I'm going to talk about something I know, um, pickleball, soccer, those are two sports I play, right? Well, let's say it's one of those two, right? It's like something that I know. Uh, speaking, <laughs> anything like that, you know, TED, TED Talks, whatever, whatever it might be, I might be very knowledgeable in that because it's something that I know about, but you all are giving me things that I don't know. For instance, Dan, you might be in the fight club and go, I'm super curious how people get TED Talks. I don't even know how that works. Do you apply? Does somebody ask you? Like, how does that come about? Like, well, you know, you might say things that I didn't think about bringing into it because I'm this close to it and I already know it. Mm -hmm. um, so even though I might be the expert in, or I might know that topic very well, I, what I, the, the value I think that you bring is everybody has a piece of the big, 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 big story. Everybody's bringing a valuable piece. I, th that's how I see it, Mark. There, there's a big element. Um... For, for me, there's a big element of audience. Um, as a writer and as an educator, um, like educator of writing and public speaking, I've always been obsessed with the idea of audience. You, you can um, talk to me till you're blue in the face about TED Talks, but unless you're talking to me about an, an, a facet of that, which is um, relevant or of interest to me, we're, we're not connecting. But, mm -hmm. soon, but as soon as you start talking about TED Talks about like, um, you could learn amazing things about cooking or gardening, you know, things that I'm interested in, th then like you might connect to me. It doesn't matter, like you might have very esoteric aims for your speech, but you still need to connect to your audience mm -hmm. in certain terms and then bring them there. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so um a big part of this was just to um bring the speech production process in connection with an audience at the outset. Mm. For, forget the idea of sitting at your computer and hashing things out. Like when's too early to be in front of an audience? Let's do it from the start. There, there's time yeah. when you need you need to improve your draft you know if you take a fight club speech and give it in the meeting you're going to get feedback saying gee it sounds like you didn't have much time to prepare well hello no no i didn't but that's a different exercise you know yeah, yeah, yeah. taking your speech and making it better there's a forum for that that a different forum for that but when's the time to get your to socialize your idea pretty early on, pretty early on. So it's basically having and being able to, again, going back to the kind of marketing and the testing, the A-B testing, you're almost like, you're almost testing with an audience, mm -hmm. with an audience for an audience. 
to an audience, right? <laughs> take take out the word almost and you got it. Yeah, not almost, right? Yeah, you are. You are, right? Okay. Yeah. But you are doing it in what Mark you described before as a safe space. Cause you don't wanna like as a keynote speaker, somebody that gets paid a lot of money, you do not want to test with your client's audience. You know, <laughs> that's not the that's not the that's not a good testing lab is is a place where you're getting paid. It should have already been tested. Oh, but I might socialize my idea with Kathy and Brian and Mario like we did this summer. Yeah. Right? Right. I wouldn't test it in front of the actual audience. And by the way, I just used that phrase because I had to write that down as soon as you said it, Dan. How can you socialize your idea? Mm. Before you said, forget sitting at your computer and hashing things out. How can yeah. you socialize your idea? I love that. Love that question. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good descriptor of what you're doing. I love that. Oh. I love that a lot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That that even trumps uh beta testing, which is the next thing I wrote down, but I <laughs> Because I do think it's so much about socializing ideas. And, you know, just on, on, on a side note, you know, it was nice to be in a room with other minds and especially people I didn't know and making connections with people that I probably never would have met anywhere else. You know, um, so there there's an interesting social aspect hmm. that is often left out of public speaking. You know, mm -hmm. public speaking can be a very lonely thing. Um, we mm -hmm. we suffer from the 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 angst and the anxiety of being judged and whether or not forget other people thinking ideas are terrible, our own selves thinking they're terrible. So it's like, you know what Kathy reminds me of? So I did this one speech where I I, I pulled down my pants and I was wearing shorts, right? And and yes, you did. <laughs> yes, and. And for me, one of the things that resonated with me about that is there's that old myth or advice, just imagine the audience sitting in the underwear, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I ultimately did the reverse, right? Yeah. So public speaking yep. is like this anti-socialized thing. So what if you reverse it and make it a social activity? Mm. I love that, Mark. I love that a lot because you're right. I mean, a lot of Dan, you probably, you know, being president of a Toastmasters club, you understand. I even like what you said. You were like, I'll, I'll do any role, but speaker. <laughs> like, and yet the whole reason that you, people go to Toastmasters is to speak, but it is, it, it's that weird thing of like, oh, I got to be ready and I got to really prepare. And I pictured when you said it, I pictured somebody sitting in front of their computer going, okay, what do I write about? Oh, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Um, you know, one, one really cool thing that I think I'm also taking away from it that really excites me um, because I love this line is like, how do you socialize it? But you said it, Dan, and I just was like, oh, chills. 
we always talk about anybody that's a speaker coach or anybody that's a great speaker will understand is, you know, I always have this saying that I say stories are from you, but for them. And so if the, if the only way that you can understand speak, you can, you can replace the word stories with anything speaking is for, from you, but for them, presentations are from you, but for them, whatever it is you're doing is for the audience. And yet, because we get so isolated, we get so fixated on the things that we had to think about, we forget about the audience. It's so easy to forget about the audience when you're like, oh, I don't know, I have to put this together in a really good way. And, and so you're not even thinking about, at that point, it's really hard to think about the audience. So when you already have the pre-audience in front of you, you're always thinking about the audience. I love that. I love that, Mark. It's kind of reversing the, the process. It's really good. I love that a lot. That a couple of things come to mind. First of all, um, the idea of a social experience, public speaking as a social experience. Public speaking is, by definition, a social experience, but it is a very skewed public experience because um, even though it's it's social, you you know, one person in front of others, it's not real time engagement. It, it's it's rather skewed so in, in a sense this addresses that disconnect and mm. and brings back some of the social functions to it um and and that's a dimension that i hadn't really thought about before so so that's a, a takeaway from this conversation um one point that i think is important that um I mean, as public speakers and coaches, you know this well, but aside from not having an audience to develop one's message, some people are so focused on what they want to talk about that they don't give a damn about the audience. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to be like, um, this analysis I've done <laughs> is so important. This analysis is groundbreaking and changing. I'm going to tell you all about my analysis. And the audience is like... Um, let me check my phone. No, no, they, <laughs> they don't yawn. They have their phones. Um, yeah. So, so um, connecting to an audience is not only important to for them to develop their message, but to, I mean, the quality of their message, but also to figure out like, um, what should they be? Not Not just like kind of how to make their message better but like what the hell should they talk about in the first place like how how to get from who their audience is to where they want to go because that's the path that um speech writers and speech coaches can help people navigate but until people are in a room with people who are disinterested in their analysis they won't have the challenge of navigating their message along that path mm. mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I just think we're all engrossed in this. Like we get it. We're like, I think that we, all three of us are like doubled down on like, this is such a good idea. I think maybe we could veer the conversation a little bit because my brain now is going awesome. This is a great idea. Let's bring it to the world. All right, come on, Dan, let's go. Let's go. Let's like go out there and do it. I want to see more of this. I, when's your next fight club? I want to be there and whatever you end up calling it. I want to, I want to show up. I want to be there. What, you know, 
so I'm going to, I'll start this part of the conversation. You know, I think that for a company might be a little bit different than for a general audience. And so for a company, one of the things you might consider, you know, because Mark and I work with some of our own clients that, you know, I have some clients that have been my clients for years and years and years, and I do a lot of work with them. So not, I feel like I'm part of their team. I, I completely understand how their organization runs. I understand what their challenges are. I understand what their strengths are. You go into a company, it's almost like what you're doing in this lab that you create is you are able to pull the most brilliant things out of everybody's head. So it does it, that. I think that process changes a little bit more. You know, I, I would say because people at a company, I don't think they can be the, their own audience like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It becomes a little bit different than when you're like at a nor like whatever Mark went to, where it's like a bunch of people that don't have all the same experience, that don't have that commonality. The, um, I, I just think that you probably need to, uh, you know, pitch it a little bit differently. But at a company, I feel like you could pinch it, pitch it at as like you're going to pull the best and brightest things in this lab together so that you can have a cohesive one thing that you can bring to the audience. Yeah, um, I, I was going to add this, too, because I actually worked with a group of people all from one organization. And what they struggled with was they had this one concept. And what they found is that multiple divisions in this company were all using the same term. And yet they were all presenting it a completely different way. And the, the reason they, why they yeah. brought these four <laughs> or five people together was to say, okay, where's the cop? We need to create one common <laughs> story. Common story. <laughs> um, and that's, I think that's an example also of what Kathy is saying. You know, there, there's value in it, but it has to be pitched a little bit differently, right? Because they're not looking to speak in front of a group, but they are looking for commonality that comes from these four, five, six brains that come together. Mm -hmm. I, so for one, um, I, I hear you and I appreciate your perspective, Kathy, and um, I, I need to puzzle it through. Um, the way that my thinking on the groups evolved is that, um, Fight Club number one would be, what what did we use, um, Mark, when you were there? It was, um, what what did, we had a few prompts. What advice can you give? What advice do you wish you received? And um, there, there's one other advice-ish prompt. But for those questions, I tried to um, get at what do you know, you know, as something that people can speak about. Mm -hmm. So even in a corporate setting, I would imagine going into a group with, um, we're looking at people, developing people's skill to do, skills to speak in front of an audience. So I, I don't need them to say, um, what do you think of ABC marketing plan? That will come, that will come in um, session number two or session number three. But session number one, get people talking about something that they know. It doesn't matter if they're from the same company or different companies, same walk of life or whatever. People are engaging in the topic. 
And as we proceed with additional sessions, then we can start talking uh, um, something about you, what you know about our product, our product line, our service, or whatever, to make it more relevant to work. But after you've progressed to just engaging with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, Dan. I, I mean, you're right. Here's the thing. In a so in my mind, because I always kind of like I'm always thinking about like there's two types of people that I'm coaching. I mean, either coaching like an individual that's giving a TED talk type of thing, or I'm in a company trying to teach people like mm-hmm. some of the same things that I teach the individual, but in a level that will work in a corporation. And corporations always care about the business bottom line, right? And so there, there's mm-hmm. always like like what's the business case for it? I see a lot of creative uses. When you started talking product, I was like, oh course marketing product like there's a lot of really great uses where you could use it and it would kind of look very similar to how you could run it with a bunch of people because at the end of the day too you have a bunch of individuals at a company that have different experiences and so Mm -hmm. if you ask people about what advice what's the best advice that they've ever gotten i could see that could be an awesome conversation could be totally you know totally different things and stuff so yeah of course i i see that being really a great space I just, for, for you, I'm like, Ooh, what's the best way to, what's the best way to like sell this, if you will, pitch it to a company and then to pitch it to, uh, you know, open spaces or something. And companies will always want to have something to, to ground it to, right. They're going to want to be like, I mean, even for like storytelling, you know, you think about like, I go in and I teach companies storytelling. There's some companies that completely understand the value of storytelling. They're like, oh, we got to be better at it. We got to like mark this organization you're talking about. We have to ha- understand the story. We have to be able to tell the same story. We have to understand that. And then there's other companies that are just kind of like, we got a really good product. There it is. <laughs> Very well engineered, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, you know, I think you're, we're in a space where all three of us, like 1 million percent understand the value of brainstorming, collective creativity, doing what we're actually doing right now, which is just talking something through and, you know, thinking about it, but I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for you. And so my brain's already going to like, how are you going to position it? You know, my marketing brain is like, how are you going to position it? How are you going to, how will you sell it to different people? Well, there's one more um, facet, which I don't think we'll have time to explore, but just let me put it out there for your consideration. We've discussed the value of being able to develop a speech. What about the other guys in the meeting? All the evaluators, all the people who are... It's like um, if you were in a Toastmasters meeting, this is evaluation on steroids. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you get to um, hear a speech, give feedback, help people develop as speakers, um, understand the constraints, be sensitive and constructive um, for for new speeches all at once. Um, like, like the um, aside for the value from the value to the person who's going to conduct the speech, um, well, I, I, I don't know, maybe Mark, you can speak to your experience as a participant in the group. Um, with the evaluations, I 
was it just another Toastmasters meeting or did you sense that there was like um, fire? Um, the evaluations were helpful and it was nice to be a part of that process. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was nice to hear different people share things. What was arguably even more valuable for me and I think even valuable for people that I've, you know, shared this idea with was the thought time. Mm. Mm. Being given a prompt or a mm. question or an idea to think about and actually having, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes for us, it was five minutes, that five minutes mm. of focus time nothing going on nobody else in the room talking just you and mm. your thoughts and the expectation that by the end of five minutes not word for word Kathy we love that right not word for word but a blueprint an outline a you know a, a, a plan mm. for what you want to say mm -hmm. I even think about all of the people who have to go up in front of a group and, and speak and say something on the spur of the moment. And they're like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Don't throw me up in front of the crowd. Mm -hmm. Sit down for five minutes and think about these basics. And when the five minutes are done, you've got something to talk about. Like even in that instance, yeah. you know, in, in teaching, we call it wait time. That's our, that's our favorite term for it. But that five minutes of targeted silent focus that was one of the most magical things that i took away from from my experience at FICO. okay um, that that's valuable feedback and, and that meeting produced four thankworthy species mm. and 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 think about in a world of hustle and bustle and let's talk corporate and and, and companies right now Who's really giving themselves the time to think? Who's really giving themselves the time for, and Kathy, I love this term, collective creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know it's valuable, but how often is it actually practiced? Yeah. So, yeah I think there's a lot of value in the time, the, the collective wisdom of this. Um, and and there's so many possibilities. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I we kind of we you know we had a really deep conversation about what Fight Club is, what it should be named, how it could maybe benefit people, regardless of whether they're in a corporation, individual, or whatever. Um, I'm curious, Dan, for you, what, what, you know, you, you think about this a lot, you've been running it. It's a great idea. What, what kind of, what was beneficial for you to be talking about today? Um, well, there are a couple things. Okay. I have an echo all of a sudden. Hmm. So, okay. Um, that was strange. There are a couple of things that struck me. Um, I, I like the word lab. I think it's a mm -hmm. fun word. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me that um, there are two flavors of Fight Club that I might want to integrate that 
one workshop, you know, a series of sessions doesn't have to be all the extemporaneous speech workshops. I, I could blend the other one in and use one to construct, help people construct even stronger speeches. I'm really interested in the idea that um, public speaking, even though it's social by nature, is very skewed. And mm -hmm. just kind of the dynamics of that are kind of interesting because it seems that my strategy is to challenge that. So I might want to spend some time understanding that skewed nature, how what I'm doing plays into that and supports that whole process. Other than that, yeah, I, ha I have some notes. There's plenty of food for thought. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan, so people are interested now. You, we, we've now even put it out to the world in a, in a, in a much different platform where, where's the best way for people to find out about fight club or storm lab or two minds or whatever, whatever you end up ultimately calling it, where, where can they find out about you and what you're doing? Well, I don't have a website or social media presence right now. I have email if people want to reach out and mm -hmm. discuss it. Yeah. Um, the email address is fightclub at newyorksmarts.com. That's fightclub at nysmarts.com. And New York mm -hmm. Smarts used to be a English as a second language business that I ran. Um, the business is not operational right now, but I have the domain. So I'm fightclub at newyorksmarts.com. And thank you for you this opportunity. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Um, I, yeah, by the way, that's a really great name for a URL. It's very good. New York smarts. I love it. I love it. Well, if you are watching and you are interested in what Dan's doing, please email him. Um, and Dan, I would love to be invited to your next fight club. I would love to experience this and, you know, thanks for being on our show. Thank you for sharing your story. If anybody's watching and you're like, wow, I just want to be like Dan. I want to kind of talk about this thing that I really love that I'm doing. How do you do that? You can get on this show with Mark and I, we have a website. Um, it's about to go down show.com. You can reach us there. Or if you know a friend, or do you have that friend that you're like, you should give a TED talk. <laughs> you should be talking about this idea. Hit us up. We always love having these idea conversations. So Dan, thank you for being on our show. It definitely went down today. Um, we love to, to break down these ideas and for everybody watching, you know, Thank you for being part of our community and watching our shows. And until next time, it's about to go down, y'all. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do that, but thank you so much. That's, you yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Dan, thank you. <laughs>